cold open. No, dude. <laughs> I didn't think of one today. I'm sorry. Welcome to Chess Talk, episode 139. We are here, and it's not the squad. There is no robot. There is no Tyler mumbling. Instead, we have Brittany. Hi. I'm usual. always here. She's always here. She lives here. She doesn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Eddie. What's up? Making a return. <laughs> and then almost a 50 episode return. We have Chris. Hello. Yeah, the hey, Felix hey, brothers. Man. Yeah, the Felix duo. Last episode you were on was Logan talk. Yeah, man. You could barely hear me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sad that that was yeah. the episode you were on. Because no, that was when our mic was like, that was worst. its dying breath. I was sitting like five feet away too, though. So I kind of yeah. assumed yeah. the entire time. like, nobody's going to hear any of this problem. But it's been done. appreciate the effort. It's okay. It, it happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's okay, though, because now you have your own podcast that you get to be louder on. Yeah, dude. dude yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, you can't stop me now. Uh, yeah, no, we just started on a show. We're on episode 12. We're recording that tomorrow, so we're still growing. Sneak peek, what, is it, what are the topics? Uh, we're still figuring that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, got a, we got a couple movie reviews we're working on. and then, uh, Oh, cool. Maybe a game we'll play on the air. And uh, I actually really like the quizzes. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah, they've been a lot of fun. We're we're still kind of working out how to do things properly. The last one we did was an audio based quiz, which I was literally holding my phone up to the mic. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you know, so yeah. it was kind of cutting in and out. Adam uh, had to kind of do some extensive editing, which kudos to him because he cuts out so much crap. Like I was wondering who did the editing, and I yeah. figured it was Adam because he, excuse me, he doesn't really talk that much throughout the episodes. He just kind of like steers where the episode goes yeah he's kind of our captain sometimes he kind of tries <laughs> to keep it keep us in check because otherwise we ramble on about the most nonsensical things which is half the fun yeah right but, uh, but yeah no we'll like it sounds like an hour's worth of material but it, sometimes it's like three we'll like we've literally been there for so long just you know just talking about the most random crap that comes to mind so we've been there yeah, yeah. it's a lot of fun though you know I, I really enjoy it um before we get too far into it eddie and i are playing chess just wanted to get yeah, that yeah, out yeah. there <laughs> i'm going first I feel like if I don't say it, people won't believe that we're playing chess. Yeah, we're playing chess. There's a real chess board. Um, I don't believe you guys sometimes. It's such a smooth like conversation. Like I Dude, can't it's hard. Play chess. A lot of the time I edit it out, too, because there'll be times where it's like 30 seconds of just, now Tyler is yeah. my main opponent. It's just him not knowing what to do, so I have to just like talk But he has through. great colorful commentary <laughs> well, during it. So like some of my best comment- commentary on the episodes is usually the episodes I lose because like I, I gotta focus on either playing chess or talking. Right, exactly. You can't do both. Dude. It's yeah. super hard. <laughs> it is very, very difficult. So I, you know, I make the decision about halfway through. I'm like, yeah, I'm probably gonna lose. Yeah, and just start talking. Up exactly. <laughs> That's how you can tell who's yeah. gonna win who's gonna lose. Yeah, just whoever is talking the least amount, boom, there's yeah. your winner. There you go. Anyways, we get back to the show. What started that podcast? Because that's what I was really curious What's about. What's the name of the podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cody? It's you haven't plugged it yet. That. It's called That Podcast. Though. I've said it I don't know how many times in the <laughs> But past you haven't said months. it in yeah, this no, episode. Link dump. I appreciate you guys for the shout out. Thank you so much. Uh, no, yeah, no problem. It's called uh, The Milfa Show. N-O-F-A Show. S-H-O-W. Not S-H-O. Continue with the full word. Or shoot. Uh, like, yeah. no show. That's <laughs> yes. so funny. Oh so, yeah, that kind of came about... Um, yeah, it also stands for no outside food allowed. Not or no one fucking agrees. Because no one ever does. We're, you said that on the first yeah. episode, so I thought that's what the podcast is called. I was like, that's it, really it cool. It can mean several things, too. We actually used it for one episode last week, which we changed the name afterwards. I don't know whose decision it was, but it said mm-hmm. it was uh, not our finest attempt because a uh, <laughs> little backstage issue, we kind of forgot to push record. You guys really I, I gathered that when you guys were like... Yeah, you guys briefly alluded uh, to it. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't tried to cover it up and 
does a good yeah. job. The other Chris is like, oh, um, Donatello again? <laughs> that was before. what I called it. <laughs> <laughs> that broke the wall. Done it again. Yeah, but no, I mean, yeah, it stands for No Outside Food Allowed. And that came from us all working together at the movie theater at the Palms at Brendan Theaters, actually. That's where we all met. Right. Uh, Chris Gagne, who's, uh, who's uh, our friend who calls in, actually, um, he was our original general manager. So he was kind of, <laughs> so he's kind of the, I don't want to call him the dad of the group, but he's one of the two dads on the, on the show. Yeah, is he uh, the oldest then, I'm assuming, by a couple of years? Yeah. I want to say that. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he's the wisest of the group, let's say like that. But yeah, no, we, we've all been friends since, oh my God, like in our teens. Um, I don't want to say all in, but yeah, it's been about 15, 16 years between oh, wow. these guys. So yeah, no, we're a very tight-knit bunch, a bunch of nerds, and you know, we finally decided to get microphones it was time and <laughs> start conversating for people you know to hear us right yeah uh, so yeah it's just a lot of fun it's a good excuse for us to nerd out just talk about stuff that you know we like and hopefully people can walk away you know being entertained and also maybe learning something from it too so. i definitely learn when it comes to comic books because you guys are some of you guys are way more into the whole comic book scene so i like hearing like the actual backstories to the yeah. heroes and stuff i'm like i'm never gonna read this stuff but i'm glad you do it's yeah just, it's, nice, it's nice to hear people who actually like believe in the stuff they talk about like so much to the point where it's like okay like this is like their life kind of thing so whenever right. they do go into like certain movie discussions or certain comic book discussions it's kind of fascinating and it's like you can't really look away it's like wow this is actually kind of interesting yeah. you know because i read my fair share of comics but there's stuff they're talking about i was like what is this yeah why haven't i picked these. it up yet yeah oh yeah the guys they, they really know this stuff uh, especially like eddie he really knows a lot of deep cuts as far as anime goes and you know independent and comics street fighter. <laughs> yeah he's a huge street fighter not like you go i dare you to take him on <laughs> it's not fun bison's this guy so if you can find a way to counter him go for it i'll take him on injustice though the adam's the only character i've been able to take him on with uh, uh but yeah no no they're all very knowledgeable guys and i learned a lot from them too and you know i think we all learn from each other all the time you know when it comes to games comics books movies you know whatever you know whatever comes up to our plate yeah we have a lot of fun check them out you guys are available on pretty much every like Podcast yeah, we're and on, Spotify now. Yeah, we're everywhere. And now. Spotify. Yeah, we're on Spotify. Wow. Now. Radio, uh, Podbean, um, you know, uh, iTunes, um, was it Google Play, Google Music, yeah. uh, plus See? our website too, milkshow.com. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing how much you guys post, I'm like, fuck, I don't do any of that stuff. <laughs> Dude, <that's what laughs> like your Instagram, your Twitter, your Facebook, I was like, fuck, I have a yeah, Twitter. Yeah, there's that's a it. constant like you know feed running, so it's it's really cool to see that activeness like. You know, no, but it's like, it's like I can't even keep up. No, I can't even keep up. Oh, dude, I'm I like, can't even either. I'm like, bro, <laughs> like I, I'll see one post one day and then I'll see another post the next day, and I go to their Instagram. I'm like, oh wait, there's four posts in between that. Yeah, exactly. Jeez. Two that I saw. I'm like, how did I miss those? I'm still finding Jeez. posts like from three days ago. That I didn't even know went up. Yeah. Like, well, that's happens when you have six guys kind of running the show. We all have access to all the accounts. Oh, okay. it's like each department. Yeah. yeah. yeah whenever okay. someone has free time, you know, we'll go, it's you good. know, go find some things and uh, you know, throw it online yeah. for everyone to see. Uh, but Sam's usually the main guy who kind of spearheads all of them social media so. oh that's cool hey, like, <laughs> yeah he's social media savvy I'm not I like the uh, the interactive polls you guys do yeah, yeah the last one for the Batman vs Superman yeah, yeah. your side crushed it I'm glad <laughs> I mean, oh this is true I mean when dude when they first brought it up I was like oh come on Batman vs Superman I'm like Obviously, we know it's a bad movie. <laughs> and I mean, I feel like the defense had pretty good points. No, they though. did, but it was a pretty it got good. to a point though where it's like you can't really back it up anymore. It's like it is a bad movie. <laughs> I'm not gonna. <laughs> I've already said my part. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if you want to, yeah. Tune into that episode of episode Nofa Show. Episode of the Nofa Show, you can hear the full debate, which is a crime scene, like, <laughs> like taken apart and like just put back together again by the end of the episode, and you kind of get. Yeah. Just read Exhibit A. That's all you need. It's so it's, great. It's, yeah. It was a lot of fun, dude. We we kept building up to that because that's one of those conversations that's just like always very passionate to us. Because then like, and it, I, I know. Yeah, and like you know, we just constantly Clearly. goes up, and I'm I'm done beating that horse because it's. 
beyond dead at this point. Got a yeah, late to rest. Yeah, I think you guys did justice I mean, for sure. Yeah, I mean, never know. We might. We'll, we but probably I mean, will. There's, talk there's about good it. points about it that like I wouldn't even have thought of. I'm like, you know what? That's true. Like you kind of like at the end of the day, it's like okay, you know, those aspects about it are good, but right. it is overshadowed by the badness. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry to say that, but. Yeah, it, it was a good time though. Yeah. I like, think the the other guys they really brought some passion to it and like it, it was funny because we started mm-hmm. off so like trying to be professional and like real like, <laughs> it, just, it went so, away as studios it's guys so started getting into it. it. <laughs> By the end of it we were all like beat red. Like there was one point like all of us were just red faced from just like kinda yelling. <laughs> I think Eddie got the maddest during that. Yeah. It, it was, dude. It was it's fun seeing him get riled up like that. I mean like any one of the guys. It's good. TV. You guys put each other their own your own corners like yeah. the, over and over again. It just shows the passion, you know. That yeah, we all yeah that's what I like about it. Yeah. So, and, you know, it just shows uh, how good of friends we are because, you know, we're able to kind of rip into each other and still kind of walk <laughs> come away. back for another <laughs> episode. Yeah, yeah. And then walk away for the next episode, you know, one week later. Oh, <laughs> that's good. That's that was really awesome, good though. Did a lot yeah. of research for that. Episode 10. It sounded like Episode yeah. 10 was probably the meatiest episode for sure. Yeah, yeah. they'll be like, so we don't worry about yeah. it, listeners. Oh, yeah, we'll probably have another debate coming up soon. We're still trying to figure that out, but. My my hat is in Last Jedi. I want to hear you that. You could debate. do that. You could do like uh, some. I don't know. There's so many like critically divisive. Famous, yeah, bad movies slash good movies where it's like, what well, really? What is it? Like, it's controversial to the point. You know, Batman vs Superman. I think leads that forefront. But yeah, I think Last Jedi. I feel like that in the Last Jedi are the most recent. Like they're the most prevalent. Yeah, in I, our I, minds. pop culture. Yeah, currently. Yeah. yeah, I think those that it added itself to that list very quickly. Because like, I mean, me, I think it's a great movie, but there are others that disagree. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's like not, not me specifically, but there's some guys yeah. on the group. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, definitely. I don't doubt it for a quick second. Yeah, we just got back from seeing that at my parents' house because my dad didn't see it in theaters, and so we bought it when it came out and we yeah. watched it. And, yeah. 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 Well, we that's, that's all I'll say. We, we won't get into that. We'll, yeah, we'll yeah. leave that for some time, other time. Oh yeah. That's yeah. a meaty conversation right there. <laughs> it's your turn, Eddie. Oh yeah. Wait, wait, wait. What'd you move last? My night. Oh, I moved. The, I moved the pawn. Oh uh, okay. Thank yeah. you for. Clarifying it for is your turn. the Tylers of the world, <laughs> what the knight is. The the horsey. The horsey. I move the horsey character. Mm-hmm. Good cat. Oh man. So uh, what's on the list of today? Uh, you have a pretty stacked uh, uh, menu today. Do you want to get into the show first, Britt, so you can talk? Sure. Brittany's corner. <laughs> <laughs> you finished Jessica Jones, right, Chris? I haven't, and I don't know if I'm going to honestly. Okay. okay. So do you care if we get into spoilers? No, I'll say I pro- just just the disclosure, okay. I won't be talking much for this, so you guys go at it. Are you okay if we get into spoilers? Dude, yeah, I haven't even started it, so okay. trust me. I'm you haven't even started season one, have I, you? I'm not, a, I'm, not a, I'm not about that Marvel cinematic like TV show universe, so... Right. But David Tennant's your boy. I, mean, like, I know. He's so, good. Uh, he's so good, yeah. What episode did you stop on, Chris? Uh, was it episode six or seven? Okay. It's, it's where Trish just kind of gets... I hate to say it, she's a, she's a real bitch. Uh, <laughs> which like, one? Which episode? Well, she's like just mad dogging that dude on the bus, and like she kicks that one. Oh yeah, when she's on the like, drugs. Oh yeah, you're welcome. I did you all a favor by yeah. being this crazy psychopath yeah. on the bus and just looking for any oh excuse to fight. And then just the, the weird the drug addiction part. Like, yep. she's they're really trying hard for to make her a not likable character, and that's a shame because yeah. she actually is a character in the comics called Hellcat. And I don't know much about that, her, but I want to see at least you know this be a badass. It kind of leads into that because she doesn't stop being a shitty person throughout the season, and it—it's leading up to leading to her desire to have powers. Which like, spoilers, eventually she goes under a surgery. It kind of goes shitty, but she bounces back, and she, in the very last episode, she discovers, wait, I kind of might have powers. It's implied that she probably yeah. does have like powers essentially now. 
the only thing you see is like someone bumps into her, her phone flies out of her hand, and she catches it on like the tip of her foot, and then kicks it back up at her, and she catches it without thinking. Those cat-like reflexes. Oh, wow. So it's like, <laughs> I don't know, Brittany. I feel like you like the show the best out of anyone we know. What did you think of the season? Eh. Oh yeah. Eh. <laughs> like the season. The, ugh, I'm gonna compare it to the first season because well, yeah, it's hard not to. I think it's fair. It's the same it's, show. The first season is a solid entry into, like, the Marvel Universe, and it's a great first season, like, very solid. This one, like, it was mostly, like, character development, and if you're into that, then you'll enjoy it, but there's not much as far as plot. Uh, no, probably not. It's definitely all about, like, the characters and their motivations and them discovering, like, what do they want there's not much going on there. My only complaint, like, normally that sounds fine, whatever, but mm-hmm. it's just because so many of the characters are terrible. Like, I don't yeah. care. The only person I like throughout the entire season was Malcolm. I don't even oh, really like Jessica Malcolm. Jones. Yeah. And it's just when it's so many episodes dedicated to them, like, how they're mm-hmm. doing, what they're dealing with, it's like, I don't care about this, though. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like season two is just a boneless season one. <laughs> I mean, it was, I want to say it was a bad season. I thought... I saw it best on a Reddit comment in one of the episodes. Was it just like missing that charm that season one had? Kind of, and it was, the comment was saying, after season three comes out and we have another season where there's a huge dedicated villain, people are going to look back on season two with all the character development and be like, okay, that wasn't so bad. Appreciate it more, yeah. Exactly. It's just... Like a when, setup, if you will, yeah. Yeah, but when we have this season and then not another Jessica Jones for maybe two more years, it's like, well, yeah, it's kind of boring. Yeah. They, but they have, they have, there's so many shows going on, there's so many threads that they need to keep taking care of so it's like mm-hmm. i get why those long breaks are going to be happening but it's going to pay off in the end though once it all comes together oh, right yeah. if they have an ultimate plan uh, my, my problem with the marvel shows is that they're too long yes. especially with mm-hmm. some of 13 episodes <laughs> yeah way and too even long even defenders drag for me and that was only yep. eight episodes mm-hmm. yep. and <laughs> they should have just made it like a movie yeah just make it at least a few like episodes it. i mean like it's been too much time resetting everybody like mm-hmm. you know like oh yeah i remember these guys are like yeah i binged it like two weeks ago like, you don't yeah. need to reintroduce <laughs> mm-hmm. everybody and then they, they play the whole, like, Daredevil thing, like, like oh, I'm not this guy anymore. I'm like, yes, you are. I was like, yeah. I've seen this story before with plenty of characters. We don't need to see it again. And that just dragged. And then yeah. with this show, like, I really liked what they are going for. I really dig the noir, just kind of, like, just jazzy kind of vibes. It was really cool. I love the first couple episodes. It kind of set up this mm-hmm. weird mystery, like, kind mm-hmm. of intrigue going on. And then it just really just started just spreading itself so thin. And, the, mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, the characters are just all so shitty and unlikable. I'm like, why do I want to invest into this one? I don't like anybody here. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so, it, yeah, it's, it's kind of a bummer. I was really rooting for it, but it's not mm-hmm. great. They try to do some cool things, but I think having 13 episodes of material to write, it just, you're going to drag it on. Because even the yeah. finale, I felt like they ran out of time. Like, it was, like, this huge, like, Jessica's mom took her, and they were going to run away. They were going to go north. And then all of a sudden, her mom had a change of heart. Like, no, you can't be with me. Like That happened really fast. Yeah. It was just, like, one scene, like, we're doing this. This is great. And then the next scene, she's like, I'm sorry. I can't do this. I can't take you with me. And then she died. That was it. Yeah. And I was just like. Spoilers. Yeah. You, you know you know they had more that they wanted to, but they're like, oh, wait, we're already on episode 13 yeah. somehow. Like, they should have <laughs> done that scene at Playland in the 12th episode and then 13 be like resolving all of it like so you had more time to see the build up and yeah i don't know it just felt rushed at the end with a lot of nothing happening before it yeah and people say that about most of the marvel shows because yeah it's 13 that's what seven movies that to write it's just how, how are you going to fill seven movies worth of stuff and keep it interesting the entire way through mm-hmm. marvel does a good job i mean they don't hit the mark all the time though case no. being like Iron Man 2, Iron Man 3. 
Yeah, exactly. You're going to have some average movies in yeah. there yeah. and some average episodes in a 13-episode season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's going to happen, though. Yeah. I mean, it, it's all, all, you it's can all for, for the big picture. Yeah, all you can hope for is you don't have too many of those in a row. Because yeah. once you have three or four bad episodes back to back, you're like, uh, you do three bombs like seasons, and you ain't gonna get written back mm-hmm. for another one. Why would you? Oh, they better fix themselves up soon because they had Iron Fist, they had Defenders not being great, <laughs> and they had Jessica Jones season two not being that great. Um, I would probably rate Jessica Jones season. I'd still probably go Daredevil season two, season one, oh, Jessica yeah. Jones season one, season two, Iron Fist, Luke Cage. Oh, uh, no. Defenders probably underneath Iron Fist. Really didn't like Luke Cage, huh? No. <laughs> <laughs> he hates him. I don't hate him. No, you I hate think him. <laughs> he, he has a Superman problem. He's a boring superhero. When you can't die, what are the stakes? Yeah. I don't think that's much of an issue. Is it, It's just, I think, story goes. Like, I mean, like you can make a character like that where it's like they're invincible. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, they have one weakness, but put them in the right situation. You make an interesting story, though. I just, I just think it, they need that bounce off of like villains, though, personally. Well... Spoilers, they had a great villain in the first couple episodes of Luke yeah. Cage, and then they're like, we don't want him anymore. And then they got a shitty villain. So, so they, like, they blow their load too quick, and then they jump so into the terrible. next one. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Everyone agrees, like, when you killed off the first villain, the show took, like, a nosedive. Like, well, it just got worse. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, that's, like, that's the driving point for a lot of these Marvel shows, I think. If you notice, the best scenes had, like, some of the best villains. You had, right. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin in the very first Daredevil. Amazing. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you had the balance of adding Punisher into season two of Daredevil. With this, you know, this Those eight, four you know. episodes would have been an amazing movie. Mm-hmm. Fantastic, mm-hmm. yeah. And like what you were saying with Luke Cage, Marshall Ali as, uh, as Cottonmouth, he was fantastic. And then as soon as they killed him off and they brought this cartoon whack job of Diamond back in there, oh my God. <laughs> the show just became, like, the... It was almost on par with Iron Fist for me. You listen to me right yeah. about it before you know I can't stand that guy. <laughs> like, it, it, it got so bad. It's, it's a real disappointment seeing it was to where it started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think villains are just as important as the actual superheroes, yeah. you know? I mean, that's why I think Batman in a, in a general universe is like has it's one of the best stories of all time as far as like following a certain character because the villains that he goes up against and like you never get tired of them. Yeah. And there's so many that it just keeps it fresh. And I think it's also a good thing that for Batman, he doesn't have a villain that is just Batman if he were evil. Because right. that's my biggest issue with most comic book stories is there eventually there's a villain where it's just them, but they're bad. And that's what the villain... It's a little gray. It's almost like Jessica Jones, it, season two. That's what season two, oh. Jessica... It was the villain, quote-unquote, was her mom. And her mom was the same person as it's her. Just too just much a, like them, yeah. Yeah, just a little bit stronger and a little bit crazy. And it's like, yeah. it's boring. You can kind of say that for every Marvel movie, though, if you think about it. Like, even with the original Iron Man, you had Iron Monger... You know, All of Iron Man's villains yeah. are this him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they are. He, the uh, best Iron Man villain I've heard is himself, like with his addictions and his own sort of problems. Like when the comic books focus on that, yeah, that's man when Iron self instead yeah. of man versus someone else. Yeah. That's when Iron Man thrives. Yeah. What I've heard. Yeah. No, definitely. He's one of those characters that has a lot of demons. So whenever those come out and they kind of screw things up for him in his life, that's that's really when you see the best sort of yeah. things. When you see that conflict within the character. But yeah, a lot of times they do, they do kind of this weird duplicate thing, like. Ant-Man had a yellow jacket who's just got a yellow suit and does the exact same thing. Basically, yeah. yeah. Green Lantern as Sinestro. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even Black Panther, even though he was great, uh, Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger, he was... It was just a boring character. final fight. Like, yeah. Yeah. they're just going to slap each other around until one slaps the other harder. It's usually how fights go. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. It, yeah. It's just when you boil yeah. it down, it's just that. <laughs> that I want to see said. powers. I do not. <laughs> do you have anything else you want to say about the season? I mean, it kind of got, like, off track, so I... Don't. Yeah, we're no. alluding, but yeah. I mean, oh. 
I had a lot to say, but it's fine. It's no, no, no. <laughs> like I want to get into it. It's okay. No, I want to hear. I'm sorry if I detour. Oh no, no, it's I like when the natural conversation happens. So I don't want to be like, well, here's my list of things, and then be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, well, because I wanted to give it the rating, but I wanted there to be like reasoning behind it, like why. To sum it up, I feel like the great moments of the season were stronger than the weakest moments were weak, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it didn't make it a terrible season. No. The episode, I don't remember which one, it was towards the end. I don't want to, I don't should, are we spoiling everything? Yeah, yeah. Jessica Jones The one where David Tennant's in it this season. Episode 11. Episode 11. Worth watching, even if you don't watch the whole season. He's amazing. You know, yeah. Oh, it felt like the best <laughs> That was the probably best the best was. episode of the season. Absolutely. Because he is amazing. Him, along with Jessica, the whole episode. They have just, the best, like, back and forth. Yeah. Like, it's and great. He just does certain things that you wouldn't expect David Tennant to do. <laughs> like, he sings a pop song, essentially. That's all I'll say. <laughs> oh, God. It's so good. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like So, like, episodes like that are amazing, and then you have people like Trish throughout the season just being shitty the entire time. It's I like, get why they did it, though. Yeah. Like, she was They're annoying, but they wanted you to find her annoying and infuriating. Right. And the whole Jerry storyline, like, okay, I get why you did it, and here's It went payoff. on for way too long. The it payoff was nice, but it wasn't satisfying, because I spent more time being annoyed at the existence of this story than, exactly. than what was happening to her. Just but the stronger moments yeah. were so solid to me that it didn't ruin it. So what it closed. <laughs> Out of ten what? Ten pop songs by David Tennant. Ten cray crays. <laughs> ten cray crays. Is that what it's called? I want your cray crays. The song. Oh, Jesus Performed Jesus. by Trish Walker, Patsy Walker. Yeah, yeah. 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 They have yeah, like a flashback episode, yeah. like all uh, Stranger Things. Not as dumb. <laughs> Not as dumb. That's how it was pitched to me, and as soon as she started it, I was like, I don't want to watch this episode. Then. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was like when Trish was like hooked on drugs. She tried like she got like a record deal and like tried being a pop star for a little bit. This was like. 10 years before the show starts yeah. so they yeah. like flash back to that and show like trisha's de- hit single hit single and her delving into drugs and spiral yeah it was it was good it was probably one of the better episodes yeah i would say it was one of the, it was probably episode eight so you must have like just missed it yeah I mean, just before that. it's called um, i want your cray cray uh, okay. yeah. it was like cringy but like intentionally uh, so but david Tennant sings it so. out of 10 cray crays um, maybe like six and a half, light mm-hmm. seven. Like, uh, I didn't hate it, yeah, but it wasn't amazing. Six, six and a half. I would say about the same. Like, it was fine. Yeah. I wouldn't watch it all the way through again. I'd probably oh. skip around to certain episodes. I would watch the David Tennant episode again. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. He's solid. Mm-hmm. He's close. He's a great actor. Yeah, we were talking about that. We wish Jessica Jones' show was not one overarching story, just different cases she had to work through and like isn't that what the comics is like comic experts i don't know her her stories i know alias was like the main one that she was based out of and i think they kind of uh focused mostly on with the first season on that one so Mm -hmm. honestly i I really don't know that much about her she Mm -hmm. was kind of one of those vague characters i just know she's like luke cage's wife in the comics of the time um Yeah, she was a character called Jewel, though, I think, at one point. That was her, so, like, superhero Yeah, alias. she was, like, a failed Avenger or something mm-hmm. like that, and then that's when she kind of became more the P.I., I oh, think, because okay. uh, she got rejected from being yeah. a superhero. Mm-hmm. In yeah. season one, there's a flashback to Trish holding, like, a superhero yeah. costume, mm-hmm. and Jess is like, fuck that. And yeah. it's, like, what her Jewel costume looks like in yeah, the comics. Funny. It's a cool little, like, Easter egg, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's my accent. Everything I've read about her standalone comics is, like, 
their case of the week, monster of the week type stories. And there's no, like, besides, like, Killgrave, there's no overarching thing. And I think the show would do really good if it was, like, one case is two to three episodes, and then we wrap it up and move on. Mm -hmm. As opposed to trying to make one story last 13 episodes. Well, what if it's, like, that, but there is, like, a Killgrave-type villain looming around? Sure. And, I don't know. Because I like the idea of a main villain... So there's like a main threat that they're if working it's a good towards. Villain, yeah, I'll watch it. Yeah, if it's David Tennant every season. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about the movie? Yeah, we can. We can talk. We can skim over it really quick. Uh, Thoroughbreds. It's super. Yeah, have, you, have you seen the trailer for this? No. Yeah, it's this movie. Uh, who? I, I, the main actress Olivia Cook. You remember Anton? Um, Anton. Oh, Tom, yeah, yeah. He. Yeah. It was his last movie that he made. Um, okay. But they just released it uh, this last year. Well, I mean, film festival-wise, and then they just released it this Wide, year. March 9th. Yeah, yeah. Well, wide? Was it wide? Yeah. I can't remember. I think so. But it was released. Somewhat limited. It made its way over here. It, it was released March 9th. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, the trailer doesn't, I mean, it kind of gives you an idea of stylistically of what you're going to be getting into, but story-wise, though, I mean, when I watched the trailer a couple t- I watched it two or three times, I think, and um, I still didn't understand what I was going to be getting into, and as soon as I finished watching the film... It was clear that I didn't know what I was going to get into because I think the trailer pointed out moments yeah, more than anything. Definitely. Yeah. Um, they pointed out, like, cool scenes, but no context. Yeah, it, it was a lot of digging that you had to do. Because, like, on the car ride home, um, you know, me and my girlfriend were talking and, like, we were, like, talking about the film and, like, certain scenes were like, oh, my gosh, like, it's starting to it's starting to surface now, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it's one of those movies that you watch and you kind of just talk about. You got to go with people who, like, are just as into films as you because... I think it gets better after the movie is done. Yeah. Once like, I started, like, sit down and think about yeah, it. Yeah, I started to appreciate it more after the film. Because, like, during the film, I was like, oh, wow. And, like, it's funny because it's a very quick runtime. It's, like, only, like, 90-something minutes. Yeah. I think it's a 90 exactly. Yeah. At least what I've seen it, on IMDb. Which is crazy because it didn't feel like that. It felt longer. Um, yeah. Which, I don't know if it was a compliment or a bash, but, um, I mean, like, I... I, I, I just I, felt like more happened than could be contained yeah, in 90 Yeah, I felt minutes. like way more happened in the film. And... Yeah, leaving it, I mean, I just had to kind of dissect it in my head and kind of be like, oh, okay, I mean, I like it a lot more now. I was just on that topic, mm-hmm. like, it had a short runtime that felt longer, but it still felt well-paced, like... Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, there wasn't any moments where I was bored. Yeah. I thought the conversations were great. I thought actors, mm-hmm. actresses did fantastic. Mm-hmm. Cinematography, I was like, I can't even... Because, yeah. no, like, yeah. just the way they framed certain shots, I was like, made mm-hmm. me think, like, why are they doing this, you know? Yeah. And then that's where it started opening up doors, which mm-hmm. is a movie that I enjoy. But as far as context goes and plot... This was something that was more of a head scratcher for me. Is like, I kept asking myself, like, who is this movie really about? Yeah. Like, is it about you know the main chick who doesn't feel any emotions? Yeah, and this is the thing I'm trying to like explain. Like, this movie is about a girl that doesn't feel emotions, um, who befriends someone that she used to be friends with when she was a kid through tutoring, and well, they went to the same school. They went to the same school. The emotionless like, girl dropped out. Yeah, and then they reconnected after during like tutoring sessions, and then they her stepdad or whatever is like very mean, very narcissistic, just an asshole, and they plan to kill him, you know, like, set up, like, a hit, like, and, uh, that's... And they're two, like, 18, 17, 18-year-old girls, yeah, like, they don't know girls, and, like, they're, they're planning this out, but they're so intelligent to an extent to where it's, like, they're thinking about this and conjuring it up and then planning it out like an actual, like, like actual crime bosses would, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in that sense, it makes them intelligent, like, yeah, I mean, that's basically what it is. It's, like, what if we get... I feel like the... The best way to explain is like, what if we get these two different type of people to reconnect and put them in a situation? And like, this is what it's kind of about. Um, 
Anton, uh, was it Simeon? Yelkin. Yelkin. He played, yeah, he plays the hitman that they hire, which they meet through like a high school party, college party, whatever. So He's not a hitman. He's like a shitty drug dealer. I mean, quote unquote hitman. He's their hitman because he's, he's, he's the he's best the only, option they he's have. He's the only skeeve ball they know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, technically. So it kind of forces them to use him as the hit man. Which I think um, he was probably one of the better characters. He was the most entertaining. Because as the story went on, you're like, oh, this dude is like kind of a pussy and he doesn't know what he wants in life <laughs> well and i love that too because on the car ride home i start dissecting these characters in my head i'm like okay like you know there's a there's a great moment where um like i started think i caught it in the theater but then thinking about it on the ride home I was like oh my god that's so much better now like now i'm thinking about it is uh the emotionless girl i forget her name she in the very beginning Lily, of the film, no. no 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 lily's the amanda one. yeah amanda amanda let's go with amanda so amanda uh she shows up at lily's house and she sees the photo of lily on the horse and she fakes a smile because, like I said, she doesn't have any emotion. She's literally just pale face, like stale face. Nothing's going on right. behind those eyes. And uh, she fakes a smile, which is funny. It's a funny moment, but it sets mm-hmm. it up for the very end of the film where it mirrors it. Where, you know, spoiler alert, she's in this, you know, facility. Mental you know, hospital. Mental yeah. hospital. And she sees the, we see the bigger picture now, literally. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the rest of the photos, her and Lily on two separate horses, I'm like, oh my god. And they're like, both smiling. And they're both smiling, and it causes her to actually genuinely conjure up a real smile and not a fake smile. Yeah. So, I mean, that was like a nice little closing to her arc. So, it's like, I don't know, I and mean, I just started diving really deep into it, but, I mean, that I was like, if it's about her, then this is her, this is her moment, you know, this is her golden moment of growth, and I don't know, but... But then, that isn't even the final scene of the movie. No. Because that is... It ends with- I mean, do you, do you care if we spoil it? Yeah, I mean, this is interesting. Because <laughs> that whole mental facility, like, you get the recap of what's happened to her because Lily is talking to... Anton. Well, I can't remember. I can't remember. Let's just call him Anton. Because he's a valet yeah. guy now, and she's parking her car, and he was like, oh, like, have you talked to her since that thing happened? And she was like, yeah, she sent me a letter, and it goes through... All the events that she what was in it and stuff, and then it cuts away after that scene where she smiles, and he was like, "Oh, what did the letter say?" She's like, "I don't know. I threw it away." And then the movie cuts. It's like, "Yeah, fuck." Well, it's like I mean, in a way too. It's like I think she kind of just like kept it for herself. Obviously, I mean, in that moment, she made that decision. Like instead of telling him, it was more for her. You thought that? I thought she legitimately threw the letter away and I don't didn't think so, care. Man. I don't think she cared. I think she was the real heartless one. Sociopath? I case, think she was. In that case, that would be the end of her. Because, uh, yeah, because then I started thinking if it's about her, then, like, you know, she wanted to kill her stepdad, and, you know, she she did it, but she framed Amanda, um, which was insane. But it was, Amanda was okay with it, though. So I like how these threads came back the way together. That, yeah. Sorry, the way that I interpreted the ending was, like, they painted it as this girl feels nothing. This girl feels everything. She's the sociopath. Reality. She's the real person. Yeah. But Amanda did something like selfless and loving for her friend and let her take the blame. Like, yeah. I guess and the, then Lily did the sociopathic thing, thing of killing. So I feel and, like they tried not, to paint it as yeah, like, oh, these are their roles, sympathy, yeah. but not really. Yeah. Interesting. It's, I mean, that that'd be better because like I, I just I guess just the way the movie presented it to me in that moment, I was like, oh, like. I thought she was kind of going through the events in her mind of what she read through the letter. I, I totally read that as... She didn't read it. After it, it she was, said, I threw that away, I was like, oh, that was just 
telling the audience like, hey, this is really what happened. Yeah. 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 So you got to see yeah. what was in the letter, even but though Lily, Lily didn't, see. didn't give a fuck. See, that's the, like, part that's, that's the part that kind of confused me because I was like, okay, like it set up a two path kind of like scenario. Right. Like, but, did she read it? Did she not? But I like the idea of you know switching sides because also Anton, um, his character. I mean, I like that he kind of came from a nothing sort of scumbag to he's still sort of a nothing, but. He kind of was like taking himself a little seriously more. Like he's getting. He got a real job. I mean, he looks nicer. Even, even the, yeah, he looks nicer. He definitely looks a lot nicer, and that's the thing I noticed big time because he did have a real job before, but mm-hmm. he was I just mean, doing shady stuff. He's and a like dishwasher at a, a nursing home. Nursing home. home. Yeah, yeah. And now he's a you know at least he's doing ballet, so mm-hmm. he's making some good tips. But yeah. I mean, he definitely looked a lot healthier though, and I think it's because the events scared him. Yeah. Um, you know, out of being an idiot. <laughs> yeah. You know? He's like, I can't keep doing stuff like this because I'm going to meet people like Lily and Amanda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, it was it was really well done, though. I mean, there were some great moments in that film. Um, one of my favorite moments is when Lily goes upstairs to, you know... That whole shot. It was that, just, that it was just, scene. Yeah, it's just one shot of... Oh, man, I can't explain the whole thing. Like, you, just, I, you need I, to I, witness this. Yeah, I, I actually would recommend just watching it, even though we spoiled a little bit of it. Like, it, there's still a lot of meat to it that you can actually savor. Because I think watching it is different than just hearing about what yeah. happened. I don't think hearing mm-hmm. about it does it justice. Mm-hmm. The more you talk about it, see, that's the thing about this film. It's like, you watch it and you're like, huh. But then the more you think about it and talk about it, it's like, okay, like, this there's is There's a shit. lot going on. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, it's good. And it's like, when I, when I, I made the decision, I was like, I don't really want to watch this movie again. Like, I wouldn't watch this movie again. But now talking about it, I was like, mm, I think I would watch it again because it is a quick watch. Mm-hmm. And you notice a lot more stuff now that mm-hmm. you kind of had time to digest it. Right. Yeah. Because I know in the Reddit discussion thread, you mm, nice. saw something about the stepdad. Yeah. A lot of people were like, you know, you really only see this from Lily's point of view. Where like, this is true. He yeah. never really outright does anything terrible. Like, yeah, he's kind of a dick. That's it, though. That's it. That's yeah. her it only motive is, to killing him. It's not like hitting her or her mom. And she, or... he's just forcing her to go to the school that she doesn't want to. Yeah, because like, oh, she's not acting out. Before? Yeah. Like, she's really kind of just like a spoiled brat, and he's tired of putting up with her shit. I mean, Amanda called her from the very beginning then, because she walks in and examines yeah. the whole house, and she sees the envelope of money, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, you know, even though it wasn't for that, though, but it's like, in a way, though, it's like, she had this image of Lily being a kind of spoiled sort of yeah. brat, and mm-hmm. in the end, it's like, that kind of what it comes yeah. down to. And even towards the end, when... Lily grabs like the knife and like she's waiting for the stepdad and Amanda takes it and she's like hiding and then uh, stepdad comes in and just yells at her and then Amanda he didn't comes even up. yell he was just like he was put out the cigarette I won't tell your mom yeah like that was yeah. cool and Amanda talks to Lily again she was like you're just gonna let him sit there and talk to me like that and she was like your life was never in danger yeah your life was never in danger and we didn't learn anything new like we knew he was a cock that that's it like yeah. he's just a dick yeah like I'm not gonna kill a guy over telling you to stop mm-hmm. smoking in his like, house Amanda has more morality. Because she's objective. She can yeah. be objective. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Is my king and queen, sorry, in a different position? I mean, shouldn't it be? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she'd be marrying you. Tyler. <laughs> Tyler. Blame Tyler. He was um, a, he was a killer last time. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. That's funny. Um, <laughs> sorry. No, the most interesting thing about the whole movie to me is the director or writer is a playwright originally. So I feel like there's a lot of thought that he puts into everything he does. That's mm-hmm. why I buy the whole, like, they presented these characters as these, like, archetypes, but he switched it up on us. And there's some, like, little, like, foreshadowing throughout, like, when they're studying mostly. Like, one of the, like, they're going through, like, vocabulary words for the SATs, and a lot of the words have to do with, like, you know, later on 
themes like ambivalence and like mm. indecisiveness interesting I, don't know. I was reading about that in like oh, the reddit yeah. thread and i was like okay so like <laughs> he put a lot of thought into every aspect of this movie which i feel like a lot of playwrights do yeah everything is tied together right because the story is comes first yes it's just good writing, yeah. good writing. Mm-hmm. and it was even great like musically like the sound was beautiful. The soundtrack was, editing was great. Yeah. Visu- soundtrack is creepy. Visuals were beautiful. Yeah. Like the color palette. Yeah, it, it, it was, was. There was a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Like not in a bad way though. Yeah. yeah. What's rated? Out of what? <laughs> ten horses. Oh, oh god. <laughs> yeah, I see ten horses. You gotta ten, watch it. Ten headless horses. I mean, even the <laughs> title "Thoroughbred" like yeah. yeah, it relates to horses. That's true. What's funny because I told my dad see, like, everything's connected. Well, what's funny because my dad was like, "What are you gonna go watch?" I'm like. Uh, this movie called Thoroughbreds is like horses. I'm like, nah, dad. Well, even when uh, Amanda is playing chess outside, like, isn't she mostly moving the knights? Yeah, she is. She was pretty oh, much. I kind of expect the knights. Everything like, is important. Yeah. Well, I kind of expect that. I was like, let me see these chess pieces move all the time. Knights and they chess. Yeah. That's really funny. Anyways, let's let's rate this out of uh, ten horse chess pieces. <laughs> uh, I probably eight and a half, nine. Okay. Light nine. It was it. Yeah, the more we talk about it, I'm like, it's going up. It's yeah. weird. It's like it's like marinating. It's like, oh, yeah. damn, that is good. Because like, I thought yeah. about it for a while, and I was like, yeah, it was a decent movie. Like, nothing to like write home about. But sure, now that I'm, I'm talking about it more, it. I'm just like noticing more I know, things. I'm my, like, this is I'm almost a... like a 10 out of 10 movie for me. Uh, I give it like an 8.5. Yeah. Yeah. It's solid. good. Yeah. I mean, and honestly, it wasn't going to be that. It was probably going to be a 7. Mm-hmm. But like I said, just discussing it amplified it. I was like, mm-hmm. freak, that is it. Yeah. It is very well done. Just like as you talk it through, you're like, oh, shit, I realize more yeah than I see I that's did. what i mean mm-hmm. man it's like yeah i give it an 8.5 8. and it's really sad because it's not doing great in no. the box office it's one of those hidden gems uh, last last i checked earlier today i think it was at 2.8 million wow domestically like it's yeah. probably the lowest grossing movie i've ever seen what even lady bird did a lot better than what that. was uh, their budget uh i don't know if i saw that Brittany. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you can I'll check okay what do you I'm rate sure. it cody huh what do you rate it a light nine i said oh, in okay, half light nine is that yeah yeah, that was good. Go check it out. We just spoiled it. If you movie. can, like, it was only showing in one theater in Vegas at two times a day. It made it convenient oh, wow. for me. It was on my yeah. side. It was at Village yeah. Square. Oh, yeah. was it? Yeah. That's usually where all the artsy movies yeah. go, anyways. Yep. Uh, budget? Is it available? I'm pulling up the Wikipedia page. Oh, okay. That's usually where they have it. Yeah, no, budget. I mean, go check it out. Go stream it or download it. Or Sorry we spoiled it, but really, give it doesn't matter. Give them money. Give them money. I, I, I yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, even spoiling it, it's like, it is worth watch for sure. Because, like I said, I just think the trailer. And we just want to go back and watch the trailer now because I want to see who edited it and like if they. You actually... want me to pull it up? No, you're okay. good. <laughs> I kind of want to watch the after, trailer now. Yeah. yeah, after. I don't see anything about a budget. I'm well, sure the budget wasn't. You that can crazy. put it in the description. Yeah, yeah I'll anyway. find it. But let's keep this train moving, yeah. Is it my move or your move? Uh, it is. I your... moved my night last. Oh, you did? Okay, yes. That is my move. Okay. Warp tour. <laughs> you haven't been on since the lineup kind of came out yeah so this is called the the final full summer warp tour which is weird. real fast i think we talked about warp tour last time you were so on because we yeah. talked about guar yeah oh, okay i was like oh, oh hey did she tell what? The truth? Yeah, yeah she did yeah yeah she felt very i was so vindicated yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh so we want to talk about it again we don't have to talk about it i, I want to know what's popular for the kids listening to uh i mean a little bit of everything Fucking nowadays nothing <laughs> <laughs> so uh what do you want me to talk about just your opinion on it, the um, dates, the band selection, I mean, the lack never, of bands. It's, it, no, I mean, it's never really bothered me. And honestly, like the lineup, I mean, I'm happy with it. As a final warp tour, I think people were hyping it up too much in their minds to where when it actually released, it's like, it's a good lineup, but 
it's just I, I think it wasn't hitting people's expectations. I think a lot of people, and there's there's different types of people that I'm talking about, but I think there was a type that was like, oh, we want all the bands that broke up in the yeah, tw- yeah. 2000s to reunite, like My Camel Ro- Romance being and one of Blink them. Blink 182. Yeah. Well, I mean, they have a residency here in Vegas, so it's like, and I've seen them before. And yeah. Dude, it's like, ugh, and they're not even that. But some people have it. I know, and but honestly, like, like without without um without Tom DeLonge, it's like, might as well just, just go watch. Alkaline Trio play. Yeah, it's a different band. <laughs> it, honestly, it really is. I mean, I mean, Matt, he does his thing. Travis does his thing. I mean, Travis is always in the back. He doesn't really talk. Um, so Matt kind of leads the show in a sense. And Matt Skiba does a great job of, you know, playing the music. But it's just, yeah, it, I mean, it definitely... The dynamic is like... It's a different blink, for sure, you know? But, I mean, anyways, going off topic, but... Um, no, I mean, like, I think the Warped Tour, it's a good lineup. It's a solid lineup. I just think a lot of people were anticipating something different. I mean, with me, it's like... You know, even the Vegas date, too, isn't that bad at all. I actually have it on my phone. But I'm, I'm not going to go into the type of bands that I listen to. But I listen to a little bit of everything, and, like, I was pretty satisfied with what I saw. Like, well, yeah, I mean, people I, that have listened, they know, like, and the I'm bands glad, And I'm glad Warped Tour went back and actually, you know, started... I mean, they, they kind of always try to find room for, you know, ska or, like, reggae or punk, or like, old right. school punk like that. And they still found a spot for them. I mean, they got Real Big Fish back on, which is a really popular band to put on any sort of summer tour. And they've been on so many Warped Tours. Yeah, and then Lesson Jake, I think, is playing a few days. Um, is Bowling for Soup on this lineup, too? Bowling no? for Soup's on a certain yeah. lineup. Some 41's on a couple days. The thing is, is, like, there's a lot of bands that are only playing a couple days, and I think I got a lot I, of people sort of heated. That's what I think is the biggest issue, is, like, yeah. they put this poster out, and they put <laughs> all these band names on there, and they, then you look, and you see all these little asterisks. But, like, that, oh. that, but that, that's been Warped Tour every year, though, because, like, I've... I've, I've I've at least never noticed it as well, much as this. Year. I, I have because there, there's been times where I noticed it. Like I think one year, like that stood out to me was like Good Charlotte. I was like, oh, Good Charlotte's playing Warp Tour. Let me see what days they're playing. They're only playing two days, and like it's Midwest. I'm like, okay, well that sucks, but oh well. Yeah. And so it's like I've seen it happen every single year. There's always two or three big bands that only play like two or three days, and it's, I get it. I mean, either it could have been a money thing. It could have been the fact that they're already kind of on their own tour right now, and they decided to take the few days that they have off during the tour to play a Warp Tour. There was a year before Warped Tour started coming to Las Vegas again. A day to remember was on Warped Tour, but they weren't stopping in Vegas, but they had this thing called Rock the Block that right, they yeah. did for two or three years max. Yeah. And like that was, um, and they even said too, this is a little break from Warped Tour where select bands, uh, I don't know how they choose them, come to like certain towns to play Rock the Block, which is like a little taste of Warped Tour, you know? Exactly. And and I went to that too, and it was awesome. It was an awesome time. So, but like, so like that doesn't bother me at all either. And like, I'm looking at the Vegas lineup right now, and like, there's a lot of bands that I would be entertained throughout the whole day, I know. They have Simple Plan on here, which is funny because, like, they've been a band that for, like, ever, and, like, they're kind of, like, you know, they're still on the radar, which is cool, and they're still doing stuff to use. I mean, who would saw that coming? <laughs> um, I mean, but you get a lot of good, diverse bands. Um, I Sign Kills is on there, which I've never... They never come to Vegas. For all you Juggalos out there, Twisted's playing. <laughs> no, I mean, they're they're actually... I prefer them over Insane Clown Paws. <laughs> um, but Wage War, Crown the Empire, um, Every Time I Die... Arms away, Motionless and White. I would never expect to see play Warped Tour. Honor. That's the first place I saw Motionless and White. Really? 2013. There's a band that I like from England called Don Broco, and they're playing. And oh, that's cool. Yeah, so like the fact that they're coming back to play Warped Tour, I'm like, yes, dude. Like, yeah. That's So I'm pretty entertained with the lineup for what they have. Yeah, there's a lot of bands that shoot, I'd like to see you know, come through, but like, for example, like Sum 41, they're playing a tour right now, and they're going to stop in Vegas. So it's like, yeah. you know, I, but yeah, you don't get the full package when they're not on Warped Tour, but... And I'd rather see them on their own lineup because they play longer. Right. You know, it's just that Warped Tour is such a convenient way to see all these different bands, and usually for a cheaper price. That's why it's like people are <laughs> excited. They're like, "This is great! I can see all these bands for 
yeah. a fraction. And and I don't think I I don't know the history of how Warped Tour exactly started or what the reason was, but I feel like money. I mean, well, yeah, duh. <laughs> but I mean, well, I mean, who doesn't like it? But also money the passion and behind it. Well, ex- exactly. Keyword yeah. exposure because yeah. a lot of these bands back in the day, you know, they weren't really signed to like big labels to take them on full runs, you know. And Warped Tour was sort of there to kind of be like, hey, hop yeah. on this train, we'll take you cross country throughout the whole summer. The trick is you just got to hang out. You got to stick with the with the warp tour, yeah. and it was a good way for them to kind of go out and get that proper exposure, so they can be amplified to a level that they deserve to be. Um, so it's like, and nowadays it's like when people are asking, "Oh, bring all these bands, bring all these bands." It's like, well, dude, like these bands are already they they, they made they're, it. They're established. Yeah, they're made it. They're established. Their careers are set. So the it's purpose kind of, of the tour is for bands that aren't there yet. Well, exactly, yeah. and I can and, and that's where you get a lot of here. There's a lot of cool bands that are still up and coming that get right. the chance to play this last warp tour. Um, all these bigger bands, they, like I said, they're already established, so it's got to be a nightmare for the people who book these shows to be like, oh, can we get some 41? Can we get Blink-182? Can we afford them for three months? Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, it makes sense why they only play a couple days or a few days. I mean, like I said, it, it could either be money or they could be busy on their own tour. Right? Yeah, I get it from the yeah. big band's perspective, too. They're yeah. like, why would I spend three months on Warp Tour when mm-hmm. we can do a month-long headlining tour and yeah. make double what we would make on warp tour yeah. and not be stuck outside all day every day like, well, you gotta think too it's like you know with the festivals like this you know they gotta find the space and then they gotta get permits and then it's months and months and months and it months must of work. be it's probably as soon as warp tour stops they have to start planning for that it's a year-round gig yeah. for people behind the scenes for yeah, sure yeah 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 so it's like but i mean in the end of the day it's like this warp tour this last warp tour lineup came out i'm happy with it i'm fine with it i think other cities have some real banger lineups too but it just all comes to the end of like what what's matter what what you like what you're into you know right um there's a great diverse lineup here in vegas and i'm excited to go see it shoot i might even check out <laughs> a song or two from twisted just to see what these guys look like live you know <laughs> but i mean like i the warp tour was well warp tour wasn't the first time i got to see guar but i mean i got to see guar up close for the first time ever and like experience what crowd goers say is the most horrifying experience of their lives at a show and that's being sprayed with fake blood and you know, coming out of every sort of sort of orifices like ever on, on stage, you know, and like that Warped Tour helped expose that a little more too. Yeah. And shoot, when War came back to town on their own, I went to go see them. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, I mean, I don't know. It just depends on who you are, but I mean, like, you know, this end this last run of Warped Tour, they're probably gonna do more, but it'll probably be like a Lollapalooza thing, where exactly. it's like in different cities and different that's areas why, of the world. For sure, that's why they phrased it final full yeah. summer. It's a little fishy. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any opinions, Chris? Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> so much. Uh, I mean, I haven't been in the music scene in so long now. Like, yeah. I know these old bands, but even then, I've, I haven't listened to anything in so long. I'm, yeah, man, I, I'm sorry. No, I'm no, sorry. no, that's no, cool. I mean, I think Warped Tour back in the day was all, I mean, it was all about, like, old school, like, you know, the, those 90s skater punk kind of shows, you know? Yeah. It's just not a prominent scene, in my opinion, at no. least as far as especially the music here. goes. Yeah, no, especially in Vegas, I mean... Uh, the the music scene's definitely blown up more, I think, in Vegas since you know we were a band, you know, back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's that genre of music just doesn't, you know, it's kind of it still has its audience, but it's definitely not in the limelight anymore. Uh, so yeah, I just feel like just not what it used to be, I guess. And you say this is the last Warped Tour, so this is like the last one ever. Or I mean, but they all right. So like last fallish or no, last summer was it last summer? But they announced it right after the last Warped Tour was like, hey, next year's Warped Tour is going to be the last. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it was, was pretty quickly. before the year came about, yeah. 2018 came about. Mm-hmm. But they announced, like, hey, that this is going to be the final Warped Tour. And everyone's like, oh, no, but, like, he's been doing it for, like, you know, ever. Like, it's 20 like a, plus like, years. It's like Kiss always promises that they're going to retire, but they just don't go away. I mean, well, the way, it's funny, though, because, like, they, they, they talked about it in interviews about it being the last Warped Tour. And then now they're 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 naming the, the final festival, like, the last summer 
full summer warp tour, tour experience. So it, it like there's still a lot of holes there. So it's like the, there's opportunities that it could come back as something else. You know, it's probably just gonna be like a festival. Yeah, yeah. Week, weekend, like a week weekend festival, and they'll pick a city or whatnot. You know, I'm sure it's not gonna be like one a year. It'll probably be a couple throughout the year. Just Maybe like, I mean, we'll see warp tour Chicago, warp tour LA, just like stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, because like I mean, there's so many festivals that do that now. Lollapalooza does it in Chicago. That's like their home base. That's where it started out. And they also do it like, you know, in South America and they do it somewhere else. And yeah. Rock and Rio, same thing. You know, they mm-hmm. pick a spot and then they land there. Um, so, I mean, it could end up being that because Warped Tour is such a, a big name. I mean, it would suck to, for it to be like, you know, 15 years from now and it's like, Warped Tour, I remember that. It's like <laughs> Blockbuster, you know? I so. remember when they first did <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, it's cool. I'm, I'm definitely, I definitely want to go. Because I've always enjoyed World Tour. It's, I mean, it is a summer tour, so Vegas in the summer is hell on earth. Um, and yeah. they always host it in parking lots. Because that's all they can host it at. Well, it's weird, though. I, I'm, and that's what makes me curious, because here in Vegas, like, well, I mean, they could they, they could do, you know, where the extreme things in, you know? Where, I just don't know if that's big enough for Warped Tour, is it? I think it's big enough. And, I, and you know what? I always propose the idea, because there's one street blocking the two parks. Right. And oh, like, just They block could block that up that street, street but the yeah. thing is, like, money-wise, like, What's cheaper to book it at the Hard Rock Hotel and use the venues in there, or to book it at a park and block up an entire city Street. block? You know, it's like who who knows? You know how much it might be. I mean, when Riot Fest in Chicago, they always move around the city. They find different parks every year, so it's like it could be just a matter of permits or you know money or legality oh, issues. Yeah, it's all like, of the above. It, I mean, you won't know until you host your own festival. <laughs> Didn't Extreme Thing always host at a, a Desert, Desert Breeze? Breeze? Yeah, they, they always host at Desert Breeze, but there was a point where they took years off and they came back for like three more years and then. Was, was it three? I thought it was like two. I don't know, but there was a, two years where they used headline twice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, that was back in my day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, like, didn't they... I could have swore they used the entirety of the park, like you were saying. Yeah, they didn't. No, not... They didn't use the soccer the field. Yeah, they didn't cross the street. Oh, but yeah. but the Desert Breeze, that one section was just enough because they used um, they the parking lot. Yeah, because the main yeah. the main stage was always hosted in the main parking lot where the pool was. And then they would go off into the grass and, you know, the baseball fields and, like, you know, they would find places to put stages and they made it work you know mm-hmm. um it was just enough space but i don't know if it just got too popular to where they couldn't host anymore or just got too expensive or i feel like the attendance probably <coughs> went down that's well, what i would assume yeah the line was pretty a little weird i mean there was that one year when hollywood undead was headlining i only stood for some 41 and then left right after that oh and, yeah i remember yeah. that one see that's what i'm saying the rock genre is almost i, I don't want to be the guy who says it but it's almost kind of dying you know i just feel yeah. like it's well, not as prominent it's as changing i mean <clears> when, <throat> when we were in the band like it seemed like the scene here in vegas was the local scene was uh, metalcore, like metal, like yeah. hardcore breakdown, stuff like that. But now it's so diverse now, and I don't know if it's just because we're older and we have access to more venues, but it seems like it's so much more diverse. I mean, there's like electronica, there's, you know, folk music about, and if you look in the right places, you'll find pretty much anything, dude. Yeah. Hip-hop is like huge. And, I think it helps with like streaming, how widely available it is. Like people can put stuff out there and see if there's any sort of, yeah, like, want an audience and then from there they can go and play live shows they don't have to just put themselves out there to begin with yeah mm-hmm. i mean it's different i mean it's different in every city i mean you yeah. go to another city it's like only get one type of genre there too i mean yeah. you know there, there's I, i've told the story before but like you know when we had the battle of the bands you know we were like a punk band and like everyone else was like metalcore band and then the only other band that stuck out was imagine dragons and they were imagine dragons back then too so mm-hmm. it's like it's like i don't know how it works out here i mean I, it's just it changes as the years go by as the seasons change so does the music yeah. I mean it's all good though I think people just want a different sound we're at the point right now where like genres don't really exist they all kind of just blend in together you like, do. I actually yeah. just heard like a new Imagine Dragons song the other day and like uh, and it was fine but I'm like man they've just straight up gone like full 
hip hoppy poppy yeah, kind of like sure. sound. Like even when they first started, they had more of a band sound, which yeah. I'm, I'm not hating on them. I, I yeah. think they're a great, you know, great band. But the sound has evolved so much as to what I hear is what's popular, where you have a lot of that hip hop R and B kind of beats with electronica, like you're saying, and then just uh, yeah, I just feel like it's you can't really put a, a label on it anymore. I think it just depends, honestly, with the. Um, I mean, they're, I mean, they're signed to a big label now, so it's like I don't know if it's like a label you know promoting a lot of decisions for them to make or i mean it just depends really yeah. uh i mean i feel like it's different with every band and every label some labels are more <laughs> controlling and others are like just do it do whatever you want to do yeah i mean i don't know <laughs> i don't know the answer to that <laughs> life's greatest questions yeah but it's the cold play effect <laughs> yeah change your sound every album to stay relevant sure. and don't change fuck the fans yeah <laughs> get money so that's warp tour in a nutshell I mean, I mean, I've already heard what kind of what you guys thought about it. Yeah, I, I was really gung ho about going to the Salt Lake date until I saw that most of the bands I wanted to see weren't going to be yeah, there. So yeah. I was like, it's not worth the drive and the money to see yeah. three bands. So especially that, no. Yeah. yeah. But do. when it was like, oh, I would want to see six or seven bands, I was like, fuck yeah, let's let's go. Like, yeah, I mean, and at the end of the day too, it's like you go to a, like a festival like this, not only to see the bands you love, but to maybe find new bands. Yeah. You know, I mean that. You never know. I mean, they have so much diversity in these festivals now. It's kind of cool. So you can go and there's something for everybody, and you might end up finding, you know, falling in love with a new band. So this time next year, Eddie's gonna be the biggest twisted fan. That's what I'm getting. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm gonna come in with face paint, dread, oh, and red box. Oh my god, that would suck. Make sure I don't do that. Oh god. I've listened to a couple of the songs. I'm like, mm. <laughs> they're not on my phone. Oh man, <laughs> you're not that committed to them. Don't you my, don't have a couple drinks history. first, and then <laughs> no, we'll have I mean, fun. Well, it's funny because like I mean, I'll give music a chance, and I was like, if people are into it, I'm like, let me see why they're into it, and then sometimes it doesn't strike me. And this one, I'm like, I can see why, but I'm like, eh. <laughs> yeah, it's not for me. It's just not for me. That's fine. That's okay, mm-hmm. and that's why music's great. That's mm-hmm. music. So it's like on that topic list. Oh, uh, the underworld songs. Yeah. Mm. So speaking of music. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of bands changing sound. Walk on the road. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, no. The worst album. The album so good. comes out Friday, so two days after this podcast comes out. Did you Did you listen to Underworld? A lot. I mean, I knew a few songs, but I was never like a huge fan. Mm. I knew of them. Yeah, we were aware that they were big in the scene. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, that name just was everywhere. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I've seen them twice, and I think they pull it off live like so well, and that's why I like them. Right. Yeah. The yeah. energy. And is just... I mean, they have some great songs too. Yeah. And and there's new stuff you play. I mean. The newest song, Rapture. The, the one that was just playing? Yeah. Yeah. That's... It's a very catchy riff, and I like that... I like that the vocals match that, too. You know? Um, <clears throat> it's very lighter compared to what yep. they usually produce. Yeah. However, it's not bad. I I don't think it's bad at all, either. I know on the Metalcore subreddit, they fucking hate it. Really? Yeah, they're like, what is this shit? This is an under oath. I'm gonna get over it, dude. I would say, like... It's probably about 75% are saying that. The other 25% are like... Just boneless under oath. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, it's good. Like, I like this. Like, this is still, to me, it's still under oath. And I'm definitely in that kind of boat. Like, yeah. it's good. Like, I get where they're going. And Respect. Not the whole, the whole album isn't going to sound like this. Like, they, <laughs> people that have heard the album have said, like, yeah, this and one other song are soft. The rest are same old under oath, same old thing that you've heard before. Yeah. And... This is just what they decided to showcase to me. Right, because they're mid-30s guys. Yeah, man. They're, they're going to want to play something different. That's after. hard to be hard for that long. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
gotta be. You're not hardcore unless you live hardcore. And, and they can't live hardcore anymore. It's hard, man. They have jobs. It's hardcore. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I mean, if I was in a band and like people just constantly demanded a certain sound, yeah, I'd feel pressure to make a similar album or like write similar ideas. Um, but it'd be nice to you try something different. I mean, like, shoot, that's the beauty of music. You can kind of go wherever you want. Yeah. I mean, it's really what you want to express and how you want to express yourself. You would but, hope so. <laughs> well, but I mean, if you, as long as you're happy with it at the end of the day, yeah. too, it's like people just, they get mad, you know? It's like I just classic. don't like when people get mad and they're like, this isn't under oath. Like, no, it literally is. They're just yeah. well, trying something like new. Metallica, when they came out saying anger, it's like, no one liked it because it was different. And I will not lie, like, it's like... Not their best stuff, but it's still, you can listen not, to it. It's a good Metallica album. You, you can I think. still listen to it and enjoy certain things about it. I do. I mean, I think I, I the snare doesn't bother me as much as it bothers a lot of people. <laughs> I think it just kind of became a meme. But I mean, they tried something different, and then they got pressured to go back into their old style. And you know, they're doing it, and it's maybe not like you know the classics. But the thing is, like, you you can't really go back to that stuff. You know, yeah. you gotta let bands grow and change. I think that's what's most exciting about the, mm-hmm. you know music. Yeah, no, I agree with a lot of what you're saying because um, it's true. Like, you can't be angry all the time. Yeah. Like, people say, like, we're well, another Master of Puppets album, you know, like with Metallica. I'm like, well, we did that back in 86. You know, yeah. we were different people back then. That yeah, they went through stuff ago. to write that album. These guys are in their 50s now. You know, they have families. You know, like, I've listened to interviews where like, yeah, I'd rather just be out in the, you know, the festival audience with my family, just sit on a blanket. That sounds so nice. Like, yeah. you can't, it, like, being a metalhead, like, it's hard after a while. That's why after, like, being out of music for so long like dude it's exhausting just trying to stand up for your genre and just like fight fanboys and all that like oh well that's not metal enough or just <laughs> being a metalhead sucks not sometimes metal. dude it's just like it's so exhausting being angry trying to be cool it's like I'm, I'm sorry I just don't care about being too cool for audiences anymore like it's like I don't I, have time for that I commend Slayer for doing it as long as they've done it because like I remember, like, when I first heard about them, like, I'm like, this is the most evil thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and it's like, how long can you be like that? It's like, dude, they, they're planning to retire, I think, after this last tour. And, like, yeah, yeah. it's about time, dude. It's I'm like, oh, my gosh. When I heard that, I was like, wait, they're still touring? Yeah, yeah. same thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, good they, for you. That you know, unfortunately, tough. they lost two of their members, you know. And, but, I mean, it's like, yeah, you can only, I mean, I get it. If it's your passion, you love it, and you can still do it. Yeah, that's what fuels you. But, you know, there's good. times where you want to try something different and you want to change a little bit, too. Right. And, you know, there's artists that I listen to. Um, Shaky Graves is actually coming out with a new album in May, and I'm really excited about it. And uh, his two singles that he released, I listened to them, and they're different from what he usually produces. But I went back and listened to it again, and it started growing on me. I was like, you know what? And, like, I can hear, I feel like he's enjoying this a lot more than he's been doing. I mean, it just elevates him to another, to another section. It's like, right. And I feel like this is maybe the sound that he's been seeking, you know, because it's very different from what he's already produced already. Maybe this is something he's been after for a while, and like now he's finally reaching that sort of style, that sound. It's like it's cool, and I, I support that so much, you know. Yeah. Because um, yeah, like I said at first, I was like, oh, what is this? Like I'm not really into this. And then I listen to it more and more, and I start understanding. Like, oh, you know, this is actually really good. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, bands need to do that. I think. Otherwise, they become like a joke. They become generic. They become oh, I've heard this album four years in a row at this point. How many hits can you, you know, like yeah. how many hit albums can you make one after another? I mean, that sound the same. It's like Tyler. Tyler was over the other day, and like we we're talking about Michael Jackson's albums. I'm like, that Thriller album has like four hits back to back to back to back mm-hmm. on that a track listing. I'm like, that's insane. But then you look at his other later works, and it's like, okay, like he definitely was trying something different here too. And yeah. you know, some worked, some didn't. But I mean, that's that's what it's about. That's what being an artist is. You have to take risks. Mm-hmm. You have to try mm-hmm. new things. Otherwise, you're stuck. And then you know, isn't that the definition of insanity? He's just trying the same thing over and over again, expecting a different outcome. So yep. why continue to do the same thing if it's you know? <laughs> not getting a greater response so try something different don't be afraid to 
break outside the box, at least yeah. in my opinion. This is the most positive podcast. Well, I'm frustrated because like, yeah. I was like really like stuck, just like not being able to find mm-hmm. music, and like frustrated like because I can't find like good rock music anymore. You know, and, like like so, new rock music. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing because like I go back and listen to a lot of old bands that I used to listen to, and they they, they suck. Like <laughs> they're just trying to still be angry and hard bands, and like, it's just not working anymore. Like I can see through it, and like it's just. It definitely just feels like a facade that they're putting on just to maintain their name and their yeah. fan base or whatnot. But it's nice to branch out and listen to new things. Like I've been trying to do that too lately. Mm-hmm. I heard you guys gushing a whole lot about Kendrick Lamar, you know, a few episodes back, and it actually made me listen to a lot of his stuff, and I dig it. You know, I, yeah. I really like it now. So it's kind of like it's showing me that you don't have to just stick to what you think, you know, and just try new things. You never yeah. know what's out there. You're gonna yeah. find something. Just, just you know, try it out. Don't be afraid. Try it out, man. I don't. It just sucks when bands do try and change and then the fans are just so like revolting against it and it's yeah like, mm-hmm. and, it kind of, and it forces them back into their corner yeah that's that's ruthless people yeah. suck that's a that's a yeah. bottom line there fans <laughs> quote unquote because tying it back to utter oath um they put out an interview and they said like before they broke up the first time they were trying to write new songs and they kept telling themselves like no this isn't under oath enough like this <laughs> isn't in, this doesn't sound how it should they, sound they even it's put so themselves scary. in the box they, because yeah. that's what they kept yeah. hearing that's, that's terrifying that's like what led to them breaking mm-hmm. up in the first place because they were like stuck in this infinite loop of hell and it's like they knew they were going to get backlash if they tried to change it and so they couldn't write fans <laughs> it just sounds like at the end of the day fans suck no <laughs> they've been able to transcend that mindset and they're now in a point where they're just like we're just gonna make whatever the fuck we want yeah should. and i respect that yeah you should and i think it kind of show it's gonna show mm-hmm. with their energy on stage mm-hmm. because they're going on tour after this album comes out and yeah. i think they're just gonna fucking kill it yeah mm-hmm. i'm sure they were writing this album when we saw them last year or if not like they were planning it i'm sure yeah so it's like their energy there was fantastic, so I feel yeah. like they were probably like pumped, ready yeah. to just get in the studio and yeah. bust this out because yeah. it's something that they're proud of and they don't care what people think, you know. And it's cool. I can't wait. Yeah. I know some people are scared for it. They can fuck off. I'm ready. <laughs> uh, and then Dancing Have a Dance announced a new album, but they haven't put a single out yet, so I don't want to talk about it yet. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a good year for music, I think. Yeah, definitely. For you. I mean, the Black Panther soundtrack came out. That was, that was. I pretty enjoyed good. it. That was a really good soundtrack. Yeah. I see that as an. I see that as a Kendrick Lamar album. Yeah. Essentially. In, in, in a way, yeah. I mean, I, I just like that he was able to have full control over produce it, and then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think he made a solid piece of work, and it's just it's different from any other movie soundtrack you would hear, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what I like about it so much. I wish more of it was, you know, I don't know. I gotta watch Black Panther again because I've been really aiming to, but. The first time I watched it, I had already listened to the album, and I, I didn't really notice too There's many of the songs. Two songs. Yeah. That was it. There the was Weekend, and then... The remix. Uh-huh. It was in the car chase scene. Like, yeah, they yeah. They played, like, a K-pop version of it, and then The Weekend's Pray For Me. Oh, don't forget, All the Stars was in the credits. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Metallica, it was, but, I like, that wasn't in the, in the cred- movie. Metallica, I Disappear was in the credits for Mission Possible 2. <laughs> Accounting. <laughs> I love that. So, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Good year for music. Call it now. <laughs> do you want to talk about how, you, how you've been? How's the filming going? Where were you filming today? Today, I mean, do you filming, want to talk about that? Or? Um, we we're filming in office scenes, and we we're filming in an office. Oh, okay. Yeah, Nothing yeah. Fancy. It, no, no, just office. Um, it was, but I mean, it's interesting enough though, because uh, my buddy who was able to help me get that office space. Um, originally we had a plan A, and we had to go to plan B, and that was him, and he was able to get us the space for a few hours, 
and he worked, it's where he worked, and he worked at a, a funeral service home place where he, it's like a crematory. Oh, I'm like, wow. But we got to film in the front offices, so it's a separate okay. building, but they're like next to each other, though. So yeah. it's like, he, he's like, hey man, yeah, I just got done cremating all these bodies. I'm like, oh, dude. And he took me through the process. I'm like, he talked about it. And I was like, well, thanks for setting the tone for the day. I'm like, let's, get, let's go get set up, guys, in the office. And it's funny, because like, I told my, um, my second AC, we were, we were, it was a skeleton crew today. So I was like, hey, man, I need you to decorate the set. So can you please pull everything that says, you know, cremation or anything like that? Just because this is supposed to be an office um, in, the, in the script. It's a, it's a company that deals with uh, publishing inventions and all that. Okay. So I was like, just take away anything that says crematory stuff. <laughs> so, but it was cool. That's though. It was fun. a lot of fun. I mean, it, filming's going good. Editing's going okay. Um, we're still just doing rough edits of everything. So it's it's hard. Because it's really hard for me to see it because like it's, it's at the stage where it's like, I'm busy thinking about the next day and what we're going to film and I'm also trying to put it together and it's like I have all these missing pieces so it's like it scares me yeah. like it's very shocking it's like oh my god this isn't what I wanted like, <laughs> I'm missing all this stuff and this doesn't sound that good and like but it's like it's all part of the process though it's like yeah. and, I, and you never get used to it man it's like I mean maybe one day I'll get used to it but it's just like this is the first this is definitely the most ambitious thing I've done and it's weird to say that because it's only like a regular 20 minute movie you know but it's is more it just, scenes, more characters, mm -hmm. and that's what's hard about it. It's is it tough because like you have the whole picture in your head, and right now you're just getting pieces of it. Well, and, yeah, it's... And, and, and when you write the script and you're so set on it, it's like when you start seeing it, it might not hit what you had in your mind, and it's right. like that's what's really like it's a low blow, dude. And like there was a, a few days, uh, a couple weeks ago, where I was like, damn, like I was like really down because oh. it wasn't hitting what I had in my mind, but I got over it to a point where I'm like okay, some of these scenes are working. Some of these, okay, okay, this is working. As I'm putting it together, like, I could see it becoming something. Right. Like, and that's what it's about. Like, let's see what it becomes, you know? But it's all a learning process, too. I mean, I'm not saying I'm, like, the, I'm not the greatest filmmaker. I'm, I'm still learning. I'm in school for crying out loud. This is for school. This isn't for, this isn't something I'm getting paid for. Like, I'm yeah. investing my own money into it to try something different. Um, and I'm glad I picked something like this. Because in the class, you had the option of making a 20-minute 20, 20 film. You make two one-minute commercials, which doesn't make any sense. Because, like, that's totally different amounts of work. Uh, two music videos, or you oh. can help out on three different projects. Oh, wow. So those are your options to get the grade. And I went for the most ambitious one, which was make a 20-minute film. And I'm glad I did it, you know, because by the end of this, I would have learned so much more that I would have would not have learned if I picked something a little bit safer that I know I could do, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I didn't know if I can do this. And right now, I still don't know if I can do this, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm just hoping for something decent <laughs> to where the story gets across. And it's like, okay, well, I mean, it's not the best, but I learned, you know? Yeah. And the next project I do, I'm going to hit it. I know how to hit it. And you have that much more experience going into the next thing. Exactly. And confidence, too, which is yeah. a huge thing, too. You're in charge. I am. So I can train you. Yeah. But no, it's going good, though. I mean, another news... <laughs> some sad. Oh. I um, so I recently wanted to start playing some old video games that I haven't played in a while. I just felt a little nostalgic. So I was actually gonna start playing the Sly Cooper series again. So because I have a Sly collection on PS3, which is why I borrowed the remote. Uh, from I there. remember you playing it so much when you were a kid. Dude, so much. I was so <laughs> into it. Speaking my language. Well, it's because like it just I don't know. It was like it's it's a cool little escape and like I just I was, I'm really into like spy. I, like as a kid, I was really into spy stuff, and uh, this was like a cool little escape and I just like I don't know the character is so likable it's a very well done story it's like mm -hmm. what's not to like about it and um, anyways haven't played in years I never beat the third game I never even knew about the fourth game um, so it's like fourth game yeah, yeah. exactly so it's a I, yeah that's what I hear too, Band of Thieves is the best I really want yeah and I really wanted to go through and play all three games again because I have the collection on PS3 so I mm -hmm. brought it out started it up 
Um, that first night, I played about like three or four hours of video. Like it's crazy. <clears throat> I played a video game for three or four hours, which I never do. Yeah, I by the end of it, I got really motion sickness. Oh and no! It messed me up, and I was like, "Oh my god, I can't play this game." Mm. And then the next day, I tried. I was like, "Let me just jump into slide two really quick. Let me see how much I can do." And I did, and I played about two hours worth, and I was like, oh my god, I'm super motion sickness right now. And I was like, this I mean, is so sad. I mean, because you don't really have hours. that much control over the camera. You don't. And like, there's a lot of spinning and jumping. And it's just like, sad, though, because like I played this on. game so much as a kid, and mm-hmm. I can't really play more than a, oh. an hour of it without getting all sick. I'm like, oh god. Like, and it made me wonder, I'm like, what other games can't I play anymore? Well, I remember when you started saying that you were getting motion sickness from playing games a while ago, yeah. and that was like with Bioshock. I think I remember you yeah. saying you couldn't finish it because mm. it was giving you motion sickness. Well, and, and there have been games like that too. Like, I'd be so sucked into it to where I would play like up to six or eight hours throughout the day. And, like, I don't know if it's just, okay, yeah, I gotta like lay off of it a little bit and maybe do it in like sections. But, yeah, I mean, if I play certain games for a couple hours, I, yeah, I, I feel it, and it sucks. Um, but it's weird, though, because I'll play, like, sports games, but that's more of a fixed camera. Yeah, that's, and, like, above the shoulder. Yeah, because, like, like I play NHL all the time, and it's like, okay, that doesn't bother me at all, and it's like, yeah, it makes sense, it wouldn't bother you. Like, you look at a game like Sly, it's like, yeah, the, the camera's all over the place, and it's mm-hmm. like, okay, I get that, but it sucks, though. I'm like, oh, man, that bummed me out for a minute, because uh, mm-hmm. I was really amped on, like, oh, I'm going to play all three yeah. of them. I have spring break. I have nothing to do this week. Yeah, so you can't play like six hours in a row anymore. Yeah, no, I couldn't. And I, uh, oh man, I was getting so into it too. And I was like, oh man, this sucks. So, oh well, I had to drop that. I just thought it was interesting though, because I'm only, what, 24, but I know dad gets really emotional. Yeah, oh, he no. used to tell me that loud when I was kidding. He can't even sit on a swing. Oh, yeah. He, oh, he always said that. that. He's like, I can't even sit on a swing. I'll get emotional. He's like, really? And it sucks because I can kind of see that happening to me a little bit. Like you see the progression starting. I'm like, oh, I can see why that would be a thing. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So, see if these would destroy you. I started playing oh, a little bit of that. Oh, jeez. That game looks that so good. It does kind of give me a little motion sickness because when you're actually out in the ocean, I it like gets bobbing. And dude, stuff. it really captures that feeling. Like, and it kind of gives me anxiety, too. Like, when I can't <laughs> see anything, I'm like, dude, I might die right here. I don't <laughs> like it. I'm like, it's a game. <laughs> I couldn't play a game like that because what if, if I went overboard, I'd be like, I give up. Like I'm not swimming anywhere. <laughs> it like, kind of freaks me out. Like, yeah, yeah. The thought of going overboard in the middle of the ocean just like terrifies me. Especially so. knowing there's a kraken in the water that you can oh, like dude, spawn yeah, and like fight. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not touching that water. If I fall in, I'm quitting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I, I remember it happened to me a long time ago with Kingdom Hearts, but that has a very similar ca- camera yeah. display. Yeah. So I mean, just third person view it games, I think, are out of the question now, unfortunately. Mm. Most of them. What about some? I want to see you try and play something like Halo. I gotta figure out what I'm good with still. Yeah, yeah. And I gotta take advantage of it now. Maybe, maybe now is the time you start playing WoW. Maybe, maybe no. <laughs> nah, dude. You no. can, you can handle that camera. Happen. It'll never happen. No. I, but I'm happy I can still play games like Cuphead and all that because like it's just oh, side yeah, scrolling. Yeah. Like, I mean, in the side scroller. But yeah, dude, it's, it's crazy though. I mean, it just it scared me because if something like that happened to me, I don't know what I would do. Yeah, dude. I mean, I think you would cry. And I've never seen you cry. I'd find another hobby, I guess. I'd start reading. Probably. I think you'd like <laughs> go into like a week long depression, and then you'd like bounce I'd, back and find another hobby. I'd probably go to a doctor like the next day. And be like yeah. you, you got to fix this. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah. is an issue. And I, I have nothing left to live I for. I think there's things you can take that like help out with motion sickness, like especially like visually, mm-hmm. um, you know, visual like visually, visually enabled motion sickness or whatnot. I don't know if that's the right term for it. Probably. Yeah, but fuck you. I'm not <laughs> but I mean I don't know because like I like messing with cameras I like filming and stuff and like I actually got called to do um, 
at the church I go to, I got to film uh, the, the services. I got to ask about three of them in the morning. So I got there really early. It was awesome. I got to sit on a fancy camera, probably worth more than me. And I got to maneuver it for about three and a half hours, you know. And it was cool. But I was fixed on that camera. And I noticed, I was like, oh, man. Like, I kind of got, like, a headache. Because I don't know if I was sitting in a dark room so long. Mm. And then I went outside and it was super bright. Oh, no. So yeah. I think that was, but it scared me, though. Because, like, the video game thing, I was like, oh, dude, this better not be, like, affecting my professional like life. Like, any sort of, like, camera view, you're like, I can't do dude, it. that would suck so much. Yeah. I would, Jeez. that, I would cry. You would go into a, a couple weeks hermit, just like, what do yeah. I do now? I'd probably just write. <laughs> And become a writer. writer. You'd write like three full length albums. Yeah. Sadness. I, I mean, at least I could still do that. But You could name the album Motion Sickness. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it, was just, it was very depressing when I was like, man, I want to play Slack Cooper. But I mean, you can still play, just you have to take breaks. Moderation. No. <laughs> play, play there for, is play no moderation. But you can and beat the whole game in 12 hours. Beat the, you beat the he game. needs to beat my record. You can play for 12 hours, but you know every couple hours, like take a break, oh, go walk, man. like 10 minutes, no, no, just no, no, 10 no, no, minutes. No. Like, see, cause, like when I was a kid, like I would play a certain game. I I challenged You're myself. Not a kid anymore. No, 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 no. I'm a kid. I I, <laughs> I challenged myself to play Ratchet and Clank and beat the game in one sitting. Oh, and like geez, the first yeah. game, I beat it in six hours. Second game, I beat it in four and a half hours. Yeah, I never tripped their game, but it's like I want to do that. It's pretty intense. I know. Yeah. So I mean, that was my speed running. People can beat Legend of Zelda in 20 minutes with a... Yeah, that's glitching. It's, it's, I know. It's, it's not fair. <laughs> I mean, it's its own category. <laughs> Which is still blows my mind. I, I don't have the patience for that. I have great patience, but not for that. To do it over and over and over and over. Yeah, because I just don't see... I'm sorry, but I just don't see the game in it after. People love the game. I mean, I love the game, too. My favorite video game is on Not as much as them. No, no, no. The they point. they love it differently. They yeah. love it in a manner of I want to. They love it in like a technical aspect. I guess. I mean, no, they just want to beat it and they get the fastest score. And they <laughs> love it enough so they can play it a hundred, a thousand. I times. saw a video of this guy who speed runs 007, the Goldeneye. Oh and, god. And um, he's like, he had a meltdown. It's like under an hour, I think. Well, no, no, no. He he was speed running certain levels and um, I forget the guy's name, but uh, he's really entertaining. He was on a six-hour session already. And he was playing one level, and you're watching him repeat the level over and over if he doesn't do something right the right way. And yeah. I'm like, it's gotten to a point where it's like obsessive, and I can't do that. And he was even cursing himself, and he's like, why do I even do this, man? This is like, a <laughs> he's like, oh wow, I'm the best at, in the world at something that only like two people are good at. Like, wow, like that's, he was, I'm like, oh my god, he's having a breakdown. I'm like, mm -hmm. I, I, I don't have the patience for something like that, dude, because that would be me in like three hours. <laughs> like, the I'm first day, like, what am I doing? <laughs> I'm the worst. <laughs> no. Uh, hmm. I'm gonna call it just because like I don't really see myself getting out of this. Kind of had me pinned with the queen, and I'm afraid if I mess up anywhere around here, yeah, they take advantage of this back area. It's getting real sticky. It, no, it really is. Like, any, yeah. and I know that my I'm like on my last draw, and it's like if I mess it up, I'm done. Okay, so I'm just gonna call it. Okay, <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. Uh, yeah. So last last uh, minute thoughts. Thanks for coming on, Chris. Yeah, of course. Thank fun. you for having me back. Yeah, this is always fun. We gotta get you guys on our show one day. That'd be yeah. cool, man. So I mean, we figure out how to add more mics because it sounds like we know what we're doing, but we really don't. Every day is a new learning experience. So, <laughs> can you physically add another mic? Uh, not according to our mixer. So okay. We, yeah, eventually we're gonna work it out. You it, guys are pushing boundaries. Yeah. Every day is a learning, a learning experience. We're trying new things. So yeah, keep an eye out for stuff. Top. Yeah. <laughs> Getting. I think starting a podcast is like the hardest thing, and then once you kind of get the rhythm and you can you get all the little stuff figured out then it's just the same cycle every week 
Yeah. Dude, that first episode, it was four of us in one room. We had two mics between us that we were passing around, so we were kind of like pointing at each other, like, I need the mic next. Oh, jeez. Like, just to try to get our conversations fluid. Yeah, so it was pretty rough, but it's gotten a lot easier. So, yeah, mm-hmm. said, you know, it gets easier as time goes on. Uh, no, for sure. Go, listen, give them the love they need. They deserve. Rate them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Check us out. We're everywhere. Yeah. All social media, Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever. Just Google us. Anywhere. Yeah. And they Arnold. actually update it. Yes. Yeah. They're active on social media. They oh. care. Speaking of which, go to our Twitter. <laughs> There's nothing there. See our once a week tweet, basically. If that. <laughs> if I remember to tweet. Uh, go to our iTunes, rate it for the love of God. Uh, go to our website, <laughs> chestnutpodcast.com. You can leave comments on the episodes. Please. We've done that. But they're there. Uh, Eddie, do you have anything to plug? I don't, um, no. Okay. I mean, no. You're I'm, still not going to post your I'm short I'm trying film. to just get my degree, dude, and then just work <laughs> for a living, so. You're not posting your short film online still, right? No, um, okay. I'm still trying to figure that out. Okay. I, I have the option of submitting to film festivals, which means it won't be on the internet for a while. Okay. But, um, amongst my friends, we're going to have a little premiere, so we'll, we'll premiere it. When I'm when I feel comfortable and ready to premiere, it. yeah, yeah, whenever you're ready. <laughs> Once I go through my meltdown stages and editing, we'll uh, we'll figure out what we're gonna do with it, and then we'll, and, we'll invite y'all. Right, and as soon as it's available, yeah, you'll yeah. let me know, and it'll I'll come. Be, I'll come on. It'll be in the yeah. link dump for sure. Yeah, other than that, I got nothing to plug. Go listen to Eddie Felix music. There you go. Go to slash Eddie Felix music, and then yeah, Spotify Eddie Felix E D I F E L I X. Brittany, anything? Pet your dogs for me. Send dog pictures to our Twitter. No one has you, done that. you and Vegas Golden Knights Twitter are the only two Twitters that ask for dog pictures. And I'm sure they get dog pictures. We don't. We don't. I'll send you a picture of Spotty. Hey, please do, yeah, please. Yeah, dog pictures are all we want. Rigby, Spotty, yeah. Winky. His birthday was the other day. Perfect. <laughs> oh, uh, that'll wrap up this episode. Yep. Episode 140 is next, and we're planning something different. So, I mean, not different. Not different at all. But different for the past couple of weeks. I know for 130, we didn't do anything different because we're still getting our legs back together after Eddie abandoned us. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I'm making something <laughs> <of> <laughs> they tore it apart. Goodbye. <laughs> um, so, yeah, check us out next week.